Welcome to Silly History, I'm Matt Pekarski. I love funny stories, especially when they come from real life. I've compiled a long list of true tales that made me laugh, and now I want to share them with you. There's a lot of crazy stuff historical figures did or said, and yet we've never heard about them. History class would have been a lot more interesting with some of these sprinkled in here and there. Not that I ever disliked learning history. Hopefully there's at least a couple of yarns you haven't heard before. Let's hear one now. Junior was born on September 30, 1861, in Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love, and the birthplace of the United States of America. Just like many boys, working an actual job seemed to make more sense than studying in grammar school. He was constantly getting into mischief. Every couple of weeks, he would be suspended. He wasn't a bad kid. The principal even told Junior that he liked the young boy, but he also couldn't properly run the school as long as Junior was attending. So, at 11 years old, Junior decided to run away to New York City, where he worked a few different jobs. He started off as a newspaper boy, and a little later, switched to working on two different sailing vessels. At some point, and before it was too late to go back to school, he moved back home and gave the public education system one last try. Unfortunately, his internal rascal got the best of him when he got caught smashing a pie all over the nameplate of the school building. Welp. That was that. If Junior couldn't behave himself in school and earn a proper education, his father had no choice but to officially put him to work. William Sr. owned a soap manufacturing company, and he put his roguish boy in a position where he could keep a close eye on him. Every day, Junior would clock in and for the entirety of his shift stood in front of a big pot, stirring together the hot ingredients that would become scouring soap. It was better than school, but it didn't challenge the 13-year-old either. He begged his father to make him a salesman, and with some reluctance, the old man allowed him a trial run. Junior proved to be good at it, and over the next six years, he learned his father's business and the art of selling. When he was 19, Junior wanted to hit out on his own and he headed west to Colorado with a buddy. But while on the train, their tickets flew out the open window, and they found themselves stuck in Kansas City. He worked at a restaurant and then sold rubber stamps before heading back home. Then in 1891, he realized that he needed to set out on his own again. Just like his father, he could never remain working as a mere employee. He had to make it big on his own, put his own mark on the world. So, with $32 in his pocket, equal to about a thousand bucks nowadays, he jumped on a train and rode it all the way to Chicago. There, he set up office and began selling the next Surefire product, soap. Junior found it much harder to build his own business from the ground up. As he considered his options for bolstering company profits, it occurred to him that he could incorporate a premium into his sales. If he raised the price of each soap cake to 10 cents and throw in an umbrella as a bonus with each box purchased, not only would his company's sales go up, but so would the merchants. It was a win-win situation and it proved effective. At one point, Junior decided to switch out the umbrella for baking powder as the sales incentive. Much to his surprise, customers began to prefer buying the baking powder over the soap. And for him, it was a no-brainer. He went into the business of selling baking powder. Sales were good, and once again, he attempted to boost his sales by throwing in a premium. This time, it was chewing gum, two packages with each purchase of a can of baking powder. Yet again, the add-on product became more popular than the primary. With all of his focus now on the manufacturing and sale of gum, 
he took a different approach to selling his gum versus the competition. Every other company in the business marketed their merchandise as a digestive aid. Junior didn't feel the need to repeat the same advertising tactic for the umpteenth time. Instead, he let his competitors' promotions drive customers straight to his own product. In addition to selling them with a premium product, this time scales, he ensured that his gum was set on display, front and center, on the cash desk of restaurants. As customers paid their dinner bills, they could conveniently grab a pack for a few extra cents and settle their full stomachs. By 1907, and thanks to William Jr.'s relentless advertising efforts, Wrigley's gum became the best-selling chewing gum in the entire world. You can't go wrong with spearmint, but I've always been partial to juicy fruit. Thanks for listening. If you liked this episode, please subscribe, give it a five-star rating, and share with not one but two of your friends. If I haven't told your favorite silly story from history, send me an email at nightowlbroadcasting at gmail.com. Subject, Silly History Story. This show is a Night Owl production.